Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So this is going to be confusing because for the first time in Ups and Downs history, we have two shows in one, like some kind of grocery store special. Because not only did AEW have Rampage here, but they then went straight into Battle of the Belts 4. And I'm a little bit like, well, if we had two hours, why didn't we just do an elongated Battle in the Belts? But what do I know? Absolutely nothing. Look at me. Still, though, it does mean it's time to take the finger of power and go through a lot of professional wrestling. So brace yourself. So let's up those downs for firstly Rampage. And then magically, we will segue right into Bodaboop. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Bodaboop. Page, I think, started with the Blackpool Combat Club taking on Roosh and Private Party. And I imagine this was made because on Dynamite, Roosh and Private Party wanted to beat up Hangman Adam Page before John Moxley walked out and said, <laughs> no. So they did fight, and obviously they lost. And I don't think anybody in their right mind thought that the BCC was going to be defeated, especially because Wheeler Yuta was in this, and he has lost recently, and the other guy was Claudio Castagnoli. The last time we saw him, he was dropping his ROH title. So this was their time to shine again, and that was the same for Mox, especially because it was announced before this, that not only has he signed a brand new five-year deal with AEW, but he's also going to be a mentor and a coach. And I'm sorry, who deserves that more than this guy? He has been the MVP of AEW for a long-ass time. I feel like I should also mention for around about two seconds, we did see The Firm watching on here, and then we never cut back to that. So maybe they're going to do something with somebody in this thing? I can't tell you because I don't know. Otherwise, we just went through Claudio taking on Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy took on wheels before Roosh said, I want you, Mox. So Moxie got in there and he kicked his ass. But they just punched each other in the head, which wasn't as good as it would have been on any other night because I just watched Gunther versus Sheamus and honestly, you have to go and see that. But Moxie still came out on top here because he started to use German suplexes. Rush didn't like that, so he whipped John with a plug at one point, which was interesting. But the big takeaway is that Private Party couldn't really find their mojo here. I mean, at one point, they went to kick a Blackpool combat member in the face, and instead they hit Rush. I mean, it was by accident, but that's not going to go well when it comes to this contract tampering stuff. The only other real thing we need to know is that at one point, Claudio Castagnoli went to do the big swing on Private Party, and he did it with one of them in the swing position as he was swinging, and then the other was on his shoulders. This didn't make any sense. I don't know how he did this. I mean, it was two plus two, 
equals potato. The Blackpool Combat Club then had all their finishes stored up so they continued to hit them one after the other before Wheeler Yuta did lock in one of his weird arm submission things and he was able to get the tap out victory and this was just a good old fashioned opener to Rampage. I enjoyed it muchly. Get it up. Which is when we then got an angle. For it was Tony Neese and Josh Woods along with Mark Sterling taking on the Varsity Blondes. So straight away I was dancing because I like the Varsity Blondes and it's been a while since they've been on TV. What happened though, as often does with my man Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. is that they got beaten in around about two minutes and I mean two minutes top. Neese and Woods hit this Olympic slam thingamajig double team maneuver onto them and they just beat them to the point Mark Sterling got in the ring and went, <laughs> well that was easy. And he was right. We also saw Arn Anderson face palming in the back, so that's gonna lead somewhere. And then, yeah, Sterling went on to say, look, I'm still hurting from Wednesday, but I have also gone and patented and trademarked the word varsity. So my team is now called the Varsity Athletes. And blondes, if you ever decide to use this again, I will sue you. So I was all like, what the fluff is going on here and where did this come from? When all of a sudden the acclaimed and daddy ass came out, they cut a rap and they beat all these guys up or at least chased them off. And that was the end of the segment. Now here's the thing. If it is gonna lead to some kind of breakup or some kind of featuring on the Varsity Blondes with Aunt Anderson, then hell yeah. My only worrying being is that sometimes AEW does a story like this and then you get six weeks down the line and you go, wait a minute. That was just completely dropped. But I am intrigued. And I like the fact we use lots of popular people at once here. So I'm going to cross my arms and be a positive Pete. That's what this whole show is about, being a positive Pete. So we are gonna wait and see. Look at that eyebrow. It's raising out of intrigue. But for now, giving it up. Eddie Kingston was then cutting a promo saying, sorry for all the carnage he caused a couple of weeks ago. And that he was pissed off that he only gets 30 seconds, whereas MJF gets 30 minutes. Now, he definitely was not sorry here, but I tell you, this was a short video, and Eddie just made it one of the best things on the show. I don't really get how he does this. We then had Madison Rain and Sky Blue taking on Ty Mello and Anna JS. I'm gonna be honest with you here, let you into my personal world. I couldn't take this seriously at first, because in the week, somebody had melted down at me on the internet going, Simon, I can't believe you gave this a down. They explained the thing. They said it right to your face. What is wrong with you? And yeah, I know. I watched the show too. Trust me, I watch all the shows. But as I said on Dynamite Ups and Downs, I wasn't just referring to this. I was referring to the fact that many Rampage matches basically come out of like a card booking gun. And you just read it and go, oh man, why not? So just calm your horses for goodness sake. And I will say, I actually think we need more stuff between Ty Mello and Anna JS because you can tell that they're friends in real life and that chemistry comes across on the screen. But even when they were double teaming here, it just looked smooth. There was an old fashioned pile driver by Ty onto Blue at one point when Madison got in there and she hit the crucifix bomb. So Anna JS returned and she got rid of Madison, I think. I mean, it was kind of like Jenga. And yes, when we built to the end of this, there was a little bit of miscommunication because Anna was holding Blue for Mello to knee in the face, but they were kind of a little bit out of position. So Mello had to change track. But look, they were able to wiggle around on the fly and eventually Anna locked in the Dragon Slayer. 
because she got the tap out win. This really annoyed me though, because even though it was the most minute thing ever, there were still some people going, it's a botch, it's a botch. Okay, well fine. This means in your real job, you have to have someone going, it's a botch too. So if you go to hit the F key and you hit the G key, now someone is gonna scream through the window, <laughs> you screwed up, but we'll see how you like it. I thought this was more than fine though, so it is gonna get an up, but do you know what the most disappointing thing was? The crowd was super duper quiet. And they weren't super duper quiet because of the people in it, they were super duper quiet because they didn't have a story, they didn't have an angle, they didn't have a thread running through it. Now it does kind of feel like we're going to build on this, so that's good, but you do have to give it a down because if you do give people something where they can go, oh my gosh, what's going on? They will always enjoy it a little bit more. So yes, listen to me. This is not just based on this match. It's our overall approach to Rampage. And ultimately, does it matter? Swerve Strickland then continued to just be the best bad guy as he told Billy Gunn Daddy Ass, I am gonna murder you next week, and he probably will do, when it was time for our main event, the Dark Order versus the Death Triangle. Now this was 10 John Silver and Alex Reynolds, and those trio's titles were on the line. Just as a small aside, let's make sure we don't lose sight of how cool these things are. I understand there was some shenanigans to begin with, but over the last few weeks, they've kind of drifted off into the background. Let's get them front and center again. I mean, we could also sing a song about them and go, tree, oh, we're not gonna do that, it's a terrible idea. And we were told, oh, by the way, not only is Pac in this match, but when Battle of the Belt starts, he's gonna be in that match too. So he's pulling double duty. And of course, Chris Jericho on commentary was all like, I once beat the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night. And so many people wanna rag on Jericho's announcing, I think he's really good. The absolute highlight of this whole thing though was the fact we kept talking about the reason this does exist is because it is the anniversary of Brody Lee's last tag team match. So I'm gonna tell you, they could have sat down and played checkers here and I still would have enjoyed it because it was just nice to remember Brody and how good he was. We should never stop doing it. Otherwise it was mostly 10 just running wild to begin with and doing power up here, power up here. Let's do a vertical suplex for 12 years. To the point Penta and Phoenix were down when Pac was pulling an Arn Anderson. He was like, oh, I'm so sick of this. I'm gonna get in there and do it myself. So he just started suplexing everyone. And this is when Penta and Phoenix were back up. And I tell you this, this wasn't like their usual match because they just focused on Alex and they beat his ass and they beat his ass and they beat his ass. But he sold this so well, I felt my tum-tum going, I feel for you, Reynolds, I want you to make the hot tag. So he did his job wonderfully. That's exactly what happened when he made the hot tag to 10 as well. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. And once again, 10 just went choo-choo, and he started around being really strong. I mean, he hit his blue thunder bomb and a spine buster, and the only way Death Triangle could stop him was by hitting a triple super kick. But 10 was then able to reverse out of a suplex, and he tagged in John Silver. And we all know about the John Silver hot tag. I just made a train noise. Well, he does that times 100, and he just goes absolutely crazy. A lot of this was with Pat as well, and I was like, man, please give me that singles match soon because it will rock. Around about this point, the tag clacks and ha went off, but it ended with the Dark Order hitting a bunch of their finishing moves to the point I was like, oh my gosh, they're actually going to win, and Pat broke it up at 2.999. This is when Jose, the assistant, walked out and actually was like, what? And it looked like he was trying to get 10 to sign some sort of contract. I'm like, listen, if you're a businessman, you know this is not the time to do it. He also caused a mega distraction though, because everybody was just mucking around, when he gave that damn hammer to Pac, which he had used to beat Orange Cassidy. And because Pac is a bastard, he's been telling us for the last 10 years or so, he just took it and went, Toot. 
and he hit Alex Reynolds in the head. Given the referee didn't see it, he just zoomed in there and he locked on the brutalizer and the official was like, well, this guy's clearly dead. So he did call the whole thing off. So this was a really, really strange finish. But in terms of the match beforehand, this is getting it out. We also do have to bring it down now because that definitely counts as a distraction finish. Like it couldn't be a digital distraction. But look, it only rolls up to three. So maybe recently AEW has calmed down just a little. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Before we go any further though, this show is sponsored by Better Help. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. And then it was Battle of the Belts. I mean, this is strange. If you go to watch it, they are two separate shows. But there's no point us separating them because I know how the audience works and they won't watch it. Given Pac was in the ring, he stayed out there too, which just made me laugh because I am a weird chap. And he was defending his old Atlantic belt against Trent. I'm not going to lie. I said to myself, but why? We haven't seen Trent in ages. It's also even funnier because we had just seen Pac try to commit murder. So Trent was probably walking out going, well, this doesn't bode well for me. And even though the crowd was quite quiet here because they had just seen that sort of flat finish, I tell you, these two guys brought it and then some. And this was so damn good, by the end of it, everybody was going potty. When they fought outside instantly and they teased that one of them was going to go through a table when Pac hit the superplex. And then this is when Trent was like, oh my gosh, my neck, I've hurt my neck, which is always a good thing to do because he had neck surgery. And does that sound like something pleasant? No, it does not. He was also able to hit this amazing tornado DDT on Pac, because Pac always sells that like he's been contorted. And after he hit a clothesline, he also scored with the pile driver. I was like, that's two on the same show. We'll have to start a counter. No. This is when fans really started getting into it, though, and they got super loud. And given that we had seen a lot of wrestling already, Pac and Trent started to fight off the entranceway. And even though it looked like Trent was going to score with the suplex, Instead, Pat got him, 
and he suplexed him off that damn thing through a table that was on the floor. And I tell you, this screwed both of them up. It really did feel like the finish, especially because Pac went for the Black Arrow after this, but Trent got his knees up. And if you're not going to watch anything else today, just watch that spot because everybody came unglued. It was in a battle for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, but nobody could get one. And then there was back suplexes and there was knees and there was all kinds of moves as the crowd started to go fight forever. And as I've told you before, we shouldn't chant that because realistically, after about four days, you get bored. It led to them fighting on the apron and during all of that, Pack had got the hammer again. So this is two attempted murders because as he kind of got suplexed in, he went twonk. I don't know why it's so funny. He hit Trent on the head and he pinned him. And the referee was a bit like, Something is going on here, but I don't know what it is. I will say that during the end sequence of this, I totally bought that Trent could win the championship, so bravo all around. And honestly, you have to give it an up. This was flipping tremendous. We also continued on everything with Orange Cassidy, because he must have been watching on, and he ran out here and he started beating the crap out of Pac, and he then tweeted later, enough, so we are going to do this match again next week. And is it going to involve the hammer? I have absolutely no idea. The only real problem is that Pac did use that thing twice, and this comes after an angle that AEW did only a fortnight ago, where they were like, right, no more shenanigans, no more nonsense, the referees are gonna be better now. And I tell you, the referee was not better in that last one. It couldn't have been more obvious that something Tetris had gone down. He just did shrug emoji, I don't care. So we do have to give that a down, because it would have been dubious anyway. But the fact that we inserted a story then I don't think we've done anything with it. Quick interview with Chris Jericho and 2.0 after this, and they told us, listen, Daniel Garcia, we're not mad at you, we're just disappointed, so why don't you come home to your dad's and we can just make up and give each other a kiss. Jericho also told us that when he takes on Brian Danielson in Canada next week, he's going to be doing his old Lionheart gimmick, and I tell you, that guy's going to be so over. Also, Chris looked about 10 years younger here. I don't know what's going on, He's becoming Benjamin Bunn. We also had a video with Claudio who said whoever does win that match will have to take on him, which will be really interesting if it is Brian Danielson because they're in the same group when Ricky Starks came out to join the commentary team for the rest of the evening. And this made me a bit sad because I was like, well, where's the feud with Powerhouse Hobbs? I felt like they had one more match left in them. What do I know? Another title match followed though, obviously because that was the name of the show and it was the TBS title. It was Willow Nightingale taking on Jade Cargill. Now, I've made it clear that I think in many ways Willow is absolutely excellent. And if she had won on this evening, I wouldn't have minded at all, which would be my only criticism. If we had just built this a bit more, I could have believed. And even though Nightingale did run wild in the early going, deep down in my tum-tum, I knew that Jade was going to be victorious. Even then, though, she outpowered Cargill to begin with. I mean, she was throwing around her place and hitting a dropkick off the second rope. And I had that moment where I was like, well, it could happen and I'd like it to happen. So maybe if I squeeze everything, that will go down. So as I've said before, Willow Nightingale definitely has something. I want her to win. I mean, Willow even took out the baddies at one point with a crossbody, which actually turned out to be a terrible idea. Because then she ran at Jade, who grabbed her and threw her face first into Simba the Still steps. I was like, yeah, that didn't look very good at all. Cargill then started to pick away the bones of Willow, but eventually she got back to her feet. She hit a spinning head scissors. She hit a cannonball in the corner. And when she pulled the thingies down on her singlet, whatever you call them, the straps, the straps down on her singlet, I was like, oh man, let's go. As it turned out, all she did was go for another head scissors. 
and Jade stopped her and gave her the Jaded for the one, two, three. But once again, I can't get upset with that because we keep playing to the strengths of Cargill, which is exactly what you should do. And afterwards, she also had this faceless expression like, oh, man, I got away with that one. So you should definitely try and find the time to watch this, especially if you are a negative Nancy who's all like, well, nobody wants to see this match. I think it will surprise you. Up. Afterwards, Vicky Guerrero came out and cast distraction so Nyla Rose could sneak in and steal the TBS title. So all I'm asking you, AEW, is just to give me one promo with Nyla talking about this because it would be hilarious. We then had more chat with Stokely Hathaway, Ethan Page and Matt Hardy about all his contract tampering. And I still don't understand that. When we cut to Hook and somebody said, hey, Hook, how do you feel about that Trustbusters contract? And he ripped it up. I guess we're done with that one. We also saw Sheila and Tony Storm cut a promo because they're going to be taking on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter next week. When it was time for our main event. Now I do have to throw a down in here because even though this has been mentioned on a couple of shows, I actually said to myself, wait a minute, what is the main event to Battle of the Belts for? Because it's just one of those things that has ever came out of nowhere. But I literally do watch all the wrestling, so it's in my head. So I just think sometimes we need to shine a brighter spotlight on these things so everybody can get super duper excited. But the point is mini down. But it was FTR versus the Gates of Agony, Bishop Khan and Toliona for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. I actually thought this was pretty good. It was also nice that the Gates got featured for a second time this week for obvious reasons. <laughs> yes, in the crowd, the gun club were dressed up like FDR. So we are going to do that match soon. And I tell you, it is going to be fantastic. I can feel it in my bones. FTR are also so over at the moment, it's ridiculous. And we were also told, hi, don't forget this is a Ring of Honor match. So there's now a 20 second count out rule and the Code of Honor is absolutely in effect. And I like all that stuff because it makes it feel different. And otherwise this was just a good tag match. But Leona is getting my MVP of the evening because he kept doing like the nerve pinch or whatever you call it. And as I've told you before, nobody wants to have a pinch nerve. If I came up to you and grabbed your nerve and went pinch, you'd be like, you mother Hubbard, will you get away from me? They were also throwing each other into Barry Barricade because why the hell not? And when FTR were back in the ring, they hit a double draping DDT as they thought about Randy Orton. Then we got another pile driver, this one of the spike variety. So that's the best one of the evening. FTR were also able to hit the big ring, which is when Prince Nana jumped on the apron. He was like, distraction, distraction. But this is when Dax got in his face and Khan tried to jump him, but he got out of the way. He kind of went into Prince Nana. So Dax was able to apply the backslide. He got the one, two, three, still your ring of honor, Dax, he's champion. So this basically was a variation of the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but a backslide never wins a match. So sometimes a backslide should win a match. Brian Cage was making sure he used all his TV time because he came running out afterwards and we had Wardlow and Samoa Joe and it ended with the good guys chasing away the bad guys. So you can do a bunch of matches with this. So I am going to give it an up. And like I've already said, next time when we are leading into it, maybe it needs a bit more juice. But seriously, right now, FTR are probably one of the best, if not the best tag team in the world. They're so damn good. And the Gates of Agony definitely deserve more stuff here because I thought they came out swinging too. When it comes to Battle of the Belts, I shall give it an up, but next time I'd make it two hours and defend all the championships. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's show. I suppose Rampage, Battle of the Belts, hell, talk about SmackDown if you really want. That's already up there. Check it out. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Go to whatculture.com, follow us on social media, watch more videos, have a good life. My name is Ivan Culture. You take care of yourselves. I will see you next week. Lies, I'll see you tomorrow when we up those downs for extreme rules. Wrestling never ends. Fight forever. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 